Hey ladies, welcome to Save the Girls Podcast. I'm your host Jocelyn Haas and today's topic is going to be about body image and how women view themselves. Being a woman in the fitness industry and also having an all-woman clientele, I've noticed such a pattern among all women and how we view ourselves, how we view our bodies, how we view exercise and food. And it all really does go hand in hand. But the sad part is pretty much all of my clients that I've had conversations with have dealt with or are dealing with a form of body dysmorphia. So I looked up the actual definition of body dysmorphia and it is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. The flaw may be minor or imagined, but the person may spend hours a day trying to fix it. The person may try many cosmetic procedures or exercise to excess. People with this disorder may frequently examine their appearance in a mirror, constantly compare their appearance with that of others, and avoid social situations or photos. Treatment may include counseling and antidepressant medication. So that's Google's definition. And like I said, I've struggled with this pretty much my whole life. All of my clients have struggled with this or are struggling with this. I've noticed that it's not a very common topic on the internet, like actual body dysmorphia and how extensive it actually is and how many women struggle with it. It's crazy. Like I don't see that many people talking about it. So I felt like it was a really good topic and something that's really important to talk about. It honestly can control your whole life because if you think about it, and like that sounds dramatic, but if you really do think about it, it affects what you wear, if you go to certain social events or not, how confident you are, how much you look in the mirror, um, how you eat, your relationship with exercise, your overall relationship with yourself and others because if you feel insecure or not confident especially with your body it's going to affect your relationships intimate and platonic relationships it honestly might probably does stop a lot of women from doing what they want to actually do just because they are insecure and don't want to put themselves out there or you know how you take pictures what pictures you post whatever it it involves so much of our lives and we don't really realize it I don't think I know for me I've struggled with eating disorders and body dysmorphia since about seventh grade and it's something that's really sad because we should look at food as fuel not as like an enemy or something that like we dread doing because as humans like eating is a huge part of our socialization like a lot of our events are around food and you know socializing going out with our friends partying just spending time with people that we love like a lot of our events are revolving around food there's always usually food present right so if we have a bad relationship with food it can make life so much harder (laughs) So I know for me in the past, like, I would get so obsessive over it that I would bring my own food to friends' houses or parties or, you know, even my mom's house. Like, if she invited me over and 
I knew that we might eat something unhealthy, I would bring my own food. Just because I was that afraid of gaining fat or, you know, messing up my diet or whatever, it just gets to be extra. Like, we spend so much extra energy on things that are kind of irrelevant, especially with exercise too. Like, I would turn down plans just to go to the gym or even if it was something I really wanted to do, wanted to do because otherwise I would feel like I'm, you know, gaining weight or I'm not going to make my progress that I want to make. And this doesn't go to say that everybody who exercises and everybody who's in the fitness industry has a bad relationship with exercise or even all women. Like, it doesn't mean that. I'm just saying, like, my personal opinion, it started to get obsessive in my life and it started to kind of control the way I did things or control my relationships and my life because I was so hyper focused on it and not even really to get healthy just to look the way I wanted to look or to have like a dream body that just really is unobtainable and in general I feel like women we are constantly striving for these body goals or what social media accepts as perfect and we're constantly chasing this mold of perfect but if you think about it like through the years each decade even has their own version of body goals so if we're constantly chasing this thing that's ever evolving and always changing we're never going to actually grasp it and of course it's going to make us depressed because it feels like we are trying so hard for something that we're never going to be able to accomplish we've kind of turned bodies into trends like if you think about it like back then it was really trendy or like the perfect body was super skinny and no curves and now like curvy bodies are trendy or looked at as like body goals and what women are striving for like to have the perfect curves like a super tiny waist and an unobtainably big butt without surgery like if you don't naturally have it it's like it can be really unhealthy on our minds especially when we spend hours on instagram and just see these perfected images of so many women you know, we kind of forget that there's apps to make us look skinny or Photoshop or, you know what I mean? Like, we forget that these things are a, play a factor in photos and in images, especially if they're taken by a professional. They know the right angles. They know how to edit. It's accessible to download apps to morph your body or, you know, smooth our skin. And this just creates such an un realistic mindset especially young impressionable girls where they're looking at these images their whole lives and eventually by the time they're like 18 they've already gotten three surgeries or you know what I mean like it's just crazy because we really do have this mindset where we all need to have this like perfect image perfect face perfect body and I really do believe that it creates mental health issues and is making younger women develop eating disorders so much earlier than they would normally. So yeah, basically I just wanted to shine a light on that. I eventually want to get more women from the fitness industry on to talk about these different things um, and diet culture and 
you know, the images we put out on social media, all of this, I want to talk about, go so much deeper. But this is just my perspective today because I don't have a guest today, so I'm the only one that is able to speak on. But yeah, so talking with my clients, they all struggle with it. It's just so heartbreaking to see so many women not follow their dreams or not go after things just simply because they are afraid of how they'll be perceived or putting themselves out there because they're insecure about how they look. So things that have kind of helped me and I'm not fully there yet. I'm still healing. I'm still growing in this area. It's something that I feel like I will always be working on getting better at. Therapy has helped me a lot in this way, mainly because it's helped me think less irrationally and more in reality, I guess, because since I have anxiety, I just blow things out of proportion. Pretty much every situation, I always overthink, overanalyze until it's just taking over my mind and that's all I can think about. And I especially did that with exercise, but it's so interesting because exercise was kind of an outlet for me to get out of toxic thinking and like my toxic relationship. It it helped strengthen me in a lot of ways, especially in my confidence and the way that I looked and perceived myself. But then it also affected me negatively because it made me obsessive in different ways about my eating and about how I exercised and just took over different different unhealthy habits so it's really interesting but um yeah therapy has kind of just helped me think less irrationally about things in general not really specifically about exercise but generally so I really I always recommend therapy I mean I feel like in everything I talk about like I always talk about therapy but it really is something that helped me at first, I do think that therapy eventually it loses as much impact just because you've been in it so long, you know kind of what your therapist is going to say. But just generally trying to get things out, it does help with still. Um, so yeah, that's number one. If you don't already see a therapist, try to see a therapist if you are struggling in any way with anything really but especially with eating disorders and things of that nature I think it can really help with but some people don't really feel comfortable seeing therapists especially at the beginning of their journey because they're still struggling on accepting it and actually talking about it because it makes it feel way more real and way more prevalent when you do finally open up so another way you can is journaling. That's been something that really helps me too. I love writing. I love talking my problems out. Even if you don't feel like writing, like recording yourself talking about it, just getting it out even if it's not going to someone specific or you're not talking to someone specifically, it can still really help just getting your thoughts out. So um, some people I know don't like writing or doing things like that, but they express themselves in different ways like whatever your hobby is really, like just finding an outlet for you to express yourself and kind of get those emotions and feelings out in a better way rather than obsessing over the way you look. Like preferably something that doesn't have to deal with in any way the way that you look is what I found because it's like it gets your mind off of that for a little while and the only thing you're really thinking about is whatever activity you're specifically doing. 
because even in exercise, it's a good outlet for certain things, but it still has to deal with the way you look. So in the gym, there's mirrors all around you. It's all about seeing progress, um, building muscle or leaning out, you know, whatever it is, but it's still dealing with how you look. So it's never really gonna help you with that, especially if you already struggle with like obsessive habits in dieting and working out. So yeah, that's kind of something that I found helps me get my mind off of my looks all the time. I've also went through so many phases of deleting social media for periods of time just to kind of cleanse from it. Like we don't realize how much social media kind of takes over our minds. All the images we're mindlessly consuming and scrolling through so many other people's appearance. You know what I mean? Like we just have these idols that we have on social media and of girls that we want to look like or that we strive to look like but we will never look like them because we're different people and we're all made uniquely so it could just be really unhealthy and um the amount of hours I've spent on social media I could do so much more productive things and especially that are regarding my mental health um so yeah, I've definitely went through phases of deleting Instagram and, you know, social media in general, but also unfollowing or muting people who I find myself obsessing over them. Like you should never have this like where you obsess over the way somebody else looks because it's going to create like why don't I look like this or um, you know, it can still create those like disorderly thoughts. So that's something that I did. I kind of just purged my social media of any people who I found myself like overly comparing myself to or obsessing over because then I'm not constantly thinking about them, consuming their pictures. You know, I want my social media to be empowering and positive, not something that I go on and I'm like consuming things that are making me feel insecure. Also finding a support system is so important. Like having true supportive friends Nothing can outdo that. Nothing can outdo like having people to truly vent to and trust with your problems, even if you just have one person. Like having somebody to support you is so important. And I've been blessed to have really good friends that I can open up to about issues like this, but some people really don't have that luxury. And that is the one good thing about the internet and social media is that you can find communities that relate to whatever you're going through. Not only body image, not only eating disorders, but past that, anything that you're struggling with, I bet you there's some kind of blog or community where you could talk with people who are dealing with the same thing. And it just makes you feel so much less lonely and so much more involved and give you more of a sense of purpose and something that you can just like forget about your problems or at least like talk about your problems with somebody and that way like if you're not comfortable showing who you are like talking to somebody who knows you you can find people who you don't know and be more anonymous that way and maybe it'll make you feel more comfortable I'm not really sure but I definitely know that those communities are out there I've seen them and you just have to kind of look around and yeah so finding a support system is so important I feel like for me, just thinking about how much time I've spent just like worrying about my body, 
worrying about not being good enough, feeling insecure. I've missed out on so much and I never want that to be me moving forward. Like even if I'm feeling a little insecure, I never want it to stop me from living my life or stop me from doing something I want to do. And that's what makes me so passionate about it is that I don't want more women to miss out on opportunities or miss out on their lives just because they're so hyper-focused on how they look and being perfect or having abs and a big butt like that's not what life is about like when you're 80 years old you're not going to look back and think about oh I never did get that body that I was so working hard for you know or working so hard for you're going to think about the things that you did and like the big life events like traveling or getting married or you know having kids things like that you're going to think about those memories not how you looked and that's something that's helped me too is thinking when I get older looks are gonna fade anyway like I'm eventually gonna get wrinkly I'm eventually gonna get old and you know a little weaker I'm probably not gonna be able to lift like heavy ass weights when I'm 80 years old you know what I mean like it's not it's really not what matters um obviously too like reading the bible and getting to know what God has to say about me not just what the world has to say or my peers has been really helpful actually because it's like what does my creator have to say about it like he made me he thinks I'm beautiful he wouldn't he I'm a masterpiece to him like he created me and that goes for all of us but I'm just saying like me personally it's helped me so much um to realize that like he wasn't so focused on how I looked he was focused on what I was going to do for the world and how I was going to impact others and reflect Jesus's love to others that's helped me a lot because it makes me realize that that's really our looks mean so little to God and they mean so little in general how do we make people feel how do we impact people how do we use our gifts to help our communities and bring unity I want to I wanna live a life that's rich of those things, not just worrying about how I look or how perfect my Instagram is or how snatched of a waist I have. Like, I want to be so much more than that, and I want people to see me for more than that. I want to talk more about this subject. Like I said, I want to get other people in here to talk about these topics and get different perspectives because I don't always just want it to be my perspective. Um... I am super new to podcasting, so some of the topics or some of the conversations might get drawn out, but I hope that it's at least a little bit interesting, and my goal for this podcast, I talked about a little bit last podcast, but I want it to be women of all different perspectives, all different ages, all different walks of life, all different religions, all different ethnicities, all different, you know, work fields. I just want this to be a whole network for and platform for women to speak on different topics that we've struggled with. Because like I've said in the last one, we all, as women, we all struggle with similar things. And, but we still have different experiences, which makes it so interesting and so fun to connect with other women because you can relate and it's just really empowering to hear strong women and different things that we all go through you know as mothers as sisters as just members of the community 
um, it can just be really cool and especially I know when I find somebody I can relate to and talk to about different things that I've went through as a woman it makes me feel so much better like I'm not alone like I have somebody that I can open up to and confide in because they know what I'm going through and I feel like a lot of women can do that for other women by sharing their stories. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Hopefully I'm going to be putting more content on there. I just want it to be a huge community for women in general and for other women to find other women that they can connect with and hear similar stories of theirs maybe. Um, if you want to hear a certain topic too, reach out to me some way. DM me on social media. Our Instagram is at Save the Girls Podcast, so you can find us there. I'm super excited for our next episode, so tune in next week to hear what that is about. I have a super exciting guest to me. She's one of my good friends, so I'm really excited about the conversation. I feel like it's going to be very good. So make sure to watch out for that as well. I'm planning on posting every Friday. So keep an eye out and follow us on social media to see our next post. Bye guys.